Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm going to just talk a few minutes about a few subjects here, and I just wanted to say this is not the first time I had to do this, and I hope it's the last time. Our thoughts and prayers are with the people in El Paso and Dayton and the whole weekend, I'm sure everybody knows what had gone on, and so we're very sad about this here, but we wanted to just hope that this doesn't happen again, because I have done this many times for many shows at the beginning, and I'm hoping this won't happen anymore. But So this is actually why today's show is going to be really good, because it's going to be fun, and I think we all need to relax a little and and stop and think about other parts of life, because it's been such a trying weekend. And we have Piper Stone here, who's going to tell us everything she knows about how to write sexy stories. She's really good at it. She's done it for years. Uh, under different names. She'll talk about that late, later. And she was also a host at Red River um, Podcast, and she's done shows with us. So I think, you know, it's going to be a great show. And I have started something new. I have a blog now on my website that I'm just putting on for the show separately because I we had a great blogger, but I don't know, since they took off Google+, Plus. It's not, it, it really wasn't working very well. So now I have a separate, um, it'll be above my, on my website, it says podcast. So most of the stuff that I'll be putting out lately are from the podcast. But I am going to review a couple movies that I saw. And I think one of the things, you know, I've done 12 screenplays and I've been optioned, but I am very liberated on what I watch and I don't, and I know how hard it is to write a movie and what goes into it and to get out there. And so I've been listening lately to a lot of bad reviews on a lot of movies that were good, I think were good. And I think people are a little too hard on everybody. So, you know, just sit back and enjoy a movie because I think we're all waiting to say something negative. And so I think we should think more about positive thoughts. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a really good movie. Uh, Quentin Tarantino this is his ninth featured film, and he is very unique, and he his imagination is incredible. And he it takes him a long time to get a movie out, but when he does, and uh, Brad Pitt is in this movie, and Leonardo DiCaprio, and they together, it, they've been quoted as like saying it's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid because they worked well together. The movie was was really 
fun. There was a twist, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a dark ending or anything like that. And so you won't want to miss something like this because I think this movie will be a classic. And it's a good date movie because men like it, women like it. And so I think you'll enjoy the movie and forget sometimes about the reviews because the reviews are a lot of times I don't even know if some of the people see the movie but I saw this and it was really good then there was another movie I saw on Netflix which it's called Otherhood it's about three mothers who are friends and their 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 sons are older they live in New York and they're not calling them which everybody's heard that story before but it was really cute Angela Bassett was in it Patricia Arquette and Felicity Huffman and it was just fun and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It's light, and it's something that, you know, you can find in yourself or your family, somebody you might know. So it was really, it's a Netflix, and you can watch it on the go, you, can, you know, because you can watch them on your phone now. You can watch it anywhere. So I think you, those are two movies I like this weekend, and I'm probably going to talk about different series because I think, you know, um, I know I'm easier than others on movies, but I do think, unfortunately, people don't see things because they read bad reviews. So we're going to try and do that a little uh, each show. And uh, so now I'm going to bring out Pepper, Pepper, <laughs> Piper because um, well, you've changed your name so many times. It's lucky I can remember to say that. But Piper, tell everybody who you are and what you do. <laughs> Yes, okay. I am. Piper you have Stone. changed your name. <laughs> I have. Yes. One of my many pseudonyms or other personalities <laughs> or whatever you'd like to call it. Yeah, right. Yes, I'm <laughs> right. Piper Stone. And I write um, romance novels mostly in the erotic variety, but um, and a lot of them are kind of dark, but I write in several genres, including mafia, science fiction, you name it, I've probably done it. <laughs> right, like mafia, science fiction, we have to just talk about this. What what? Made, how did you get in this category? What mafia or science fiction? There no, I don't do mafia science fiction. No, that, I'm thinking. <laughs> no, well, that's what you said. The way you said it, I'm thinking like mafia science fiction. What is that? Okay, no, so, no, no, no. okay, I didn't lose do. it. Okay, that would be All a little right. bit so, too weird. Okay, right. So that, well, <laughs> well, people are writing insane things these days. All right, so. Okay, I think one of the things that we don't talk about a lot on shows is how you get to the book and how, what makes you start to write a, a certain book. Your books are not short, They're, you know, because uh, I think when you started out, I don't know if you did short stories. It was big then, a lot of short stories, shorter books, but yours are mainstream novels now. So what? how do you get the, the idea and what starts you going to start the oh, book? I mean, because I think that's I think the thing people don't know how to do. From- you can get ideas from anywhere. I mean, sometimes you even watch a, a movie or a television show and just some offshoot of, you know, I wonder what if this happened or that happened. Right. Or you have a dream. You know, I can, ideas just all of a sudden come to me and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Let me write down a few notes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do too. <laughs> I know. I've gotten up in the middle of the night sometimes when I thought of something because if you think you're going to remember it, you won't. You've got to do it right you then. Won't. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Totally agree. <laughs> that moment, I know. So I so I, you get a thought and then what happens to you? Do you do it right away or do you wait? Um usually I will put down the sketches of the thoughts, then I'll go back to it, flush it out a little bit more. If I really like the idea, then I write an outline and really it's just a page, but I, you know, start developing the character, what they look like. Right. That kind of thing. 
but you know, I've got twelve, fifteen, I don't even know how many stories that are sitting there waiting to be written and in the meantime I'll think of five or ten more. Yeah. I think you know, I, I think that is a problem. A lot of people don't, you know, we're always thinking like sometimes when we're writing that we could be writing something else, but you need to finish. And I you I have a lot of books. How many I mean you've got a lot now. How many I mean you have I don't even know how many. It's probably nearing, you know, almost 300 now. Of course, most of them are gone. Yeah, just right. because. Right, but that's a know. lot. Right. Yes, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. And, you know, okay, this, this is a problem for a lot of people. All right, so are you hard on yourself, or do you just finish it, and then just whatever happens, happens? Or do you sit and wait like some people do? They wait, and they go, like, is it good? Isn't it good? You know, they're procrastinating so much that the book could have been out already? Um, I'm kind of probably a little bit different since my brain is kind of all over the place okay, well, and I write in several brain. genres. <laughs> okay, so, right, I, so I tell us what you I write do. at least two, at least two books at a time. Sometimes, lately it's been three, but usually it's two where if I feel a little stale on one, I'll go to another, and it's usually in a totally different genre so, you know, and everybody yeah. goes, how do you not get confused? I'm like, well, I've got notes for one, and number two, right. they're in a different genre. Right, right. That's that's true. Because, right, and also, it's, you know, once, you know, I think most of the time people are probably, like, you're procrastinating so much that you will forget the characters. But I think once you sit down and start, you know, on the computer, your characters, they come to you, and the other ones are gone. You know, oh, while yeah. you're writing it. So I think that's, you know, and like a lot of people, they have ideas, but if you don't ever sit down and write them, it's it's just an idea, and you, and it, they don't come alive. I think till you start writing them. You know, that's how I think sometimes, because you always think well, how are you going to get I the story, but you do. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't write like okay, chapter one's going to be this, chapter two's going to be that. I might know yeah. exactly where I'm going to start it, and basically what I think the ending is going to be. But the rest of it, nope, it'll change 20 times. Right, right. Do you go back when you're writing? Do you, um, let's say, write a chapter and then you read it to start the next chapter, or do you just keep going? Not normally. If I get to a point, because I like to add suspense in pretty much all of mine, uh-huh. if I get to a weird point somewhere around 55,000, 60,000 words where I'm going, uh-huh. I'm not 100% sure that I may go back and skim through a part of it go, oh, yeah, 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 I need to make sure yeah. I add that. Yeah, yeah. See, because I think that's important because, you know, even in a shorter story, you, uh, I tend to go back sometimes because I want it all to flow, and sometimes you don't, you didn't put something in, I think, you know, a person, when they're writing, that they may have come up with the next, you know, how it's going to go, but you didn't really establish how, from like another chapter, how that possibly could happen, because yeah, it's, you, know, you, it, you know it has to match. Well, normally I would assume most writers do this. They're going to go back and edit it, you know, at least one major time. And if they're yeah. smart, they write down notes that say, "Don't forget this. Remember, yeah. you need to answer that." And then yeah. I double check that as I go through, just to make sure that I haven't forgotten anything. Yeah, because right, that's that's true. That's I've done that too. Where you because you say like, well, you know, does she like this or does he do this or does you know, 
is he from did he what kind of job did he have before you know because it's true you you're writing it and you're so into it that sometimes you leave things out that you thought you said oh yeah yeah you you can do that yeah, I think a lot of writers do that because, and as the story goes, see, that's one of the reasons, like, even when people are watching TV or watching a series, I think what happens now is because people want everything so fast, they think that the first chapter is going to give it whatever it needs. But you know what? They have to be a little patient. I think everybody wants, like, if you look at older books, it takes time, sometimes too long, but it takes time till they get to the point. You know, and I think... Too many people probably, I don't know how, that's why I'm asking you, if you, you know, because when you're writing, you want people to read it, but you also need to establish everything, and as you're writing, you develop your characters better. You know, I yeah, would think. Yeah, but I think, you know, I everybody, uh, I think, has a love, or that's an author, has a love-hate relationship with the Zon, as yeah. people like to call Amazon, yeah. and you're stymied because that read inside, it is both yeah. wonderful and harmful. Because yeah. if you don't knock mm-hmm. their socks off in the first ten pages, you ain't getting yeah. a sale. That's right. it. You know, and especially but, I think in this genre or this culture of what I'm writing in, you I mean, you literally have to jump off the pages with, you know, the girl being abducted or, you know, whatever it is, you know, a spaceship crashing. You know, yeah. it's just gotta be there. Well, how did you manage to get yourself into sci-fi? Oh, that was my first love. When I started writing books when I was 11 or 12, um, that was absolutely my first. I had fallen in love with Star Wars, and I was going to be the next great writer. (laughs) Okay. All right. That was was what I really fell into love with. And then you just evolve as you move on. And then I got back into it because I was like, you know, why not? Yeah, you, know, you can yeah. make it sexy, obviously. So yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Because you know, and I do think right. It, it's a there are no rules for that. Actually, I mean, you can make up stuff, and you know, which as authors we do. But when you're writing a mainstream anything, you have to stick somewhat to life. But sci-fi is up to you. It's your world. Well, you can also make the the sci-fi dudes a little bit more brutal. Yeah, and that's acceptable, and that's you know all these dark romances that are taking over the world right now. Yeah, you know you've got to figure out a way to make them brutal but lovable. See, but I, well, let's with, ex- let, let's talk about that for a minute because I think people, you know, when you're saying that, it sounds like oh my god, can I do this? Can I do that? I mean, because you're saying brutal, but so you sell a lot. I know you sell a lot. So what makes you be able to do this when other people they're just you know they have it in them they're just afraid how do they get that out of them that's you know you because know, you I have mean, gotten first, it out you don't have that you go no it. and but but I got to tell you that you evolve as a writer you know you yeah. evolve if you're a smart person you also evolve with the market and yeah. you hopefully have you know if you're self publishing you're paying attention very closely as to what's going on and try and anticipate. If you have a publisher, you hope that they are the ones at least helping to a degree. They're not trying to tell you what to write, but, you know, like if I ask my publisher, you know, I asked him a couple months ago, what about vampires? And he's like, nope, not time yet. Don't do it. Don't do it. It won't work. You know, and that's, 
if you desperately want to write vampires and just because you want to, well, some of them are selling okay, but it's not the formula that's working right now. So, what is the form? What is the formula right now? The formula is that it's got to be dark enough that it stretches the boundaries and the imagination. Um, but it can't push it so far that you can't like your hero, you can't have him be redeemed for something, you know, for whatever his bad, you know, how do you make a mafia guy not a bad guy? Well, first, you're not showing the blood and gore, really. You can allude to it. You know, you're not going down the godfather route with the horse in the bed. You know, I mean, it's, right, right, because, right, right, yes, because that is, you know, because, a lot of times in the mafia stories now, what they have and what they don't, you know, what people don't realize is they're really good to their family. I mean, their family is number one. And oh, so yeah. they, there's another side of them, which some of their there family is. members don't probably see, which is that what you bring out? Well, that's what I try to bring out. I mean, yeah. I love, yeah. you know, and I've said this before, and God knows hope that the FBI isn't listening. In my books, I like that thriller to kill people, but I don't want to do it in a horrible, you know, it's not violence for violence's sake. Mafia do a certain thing. You know, you know it, you've seen it, you've heard it, and it's kind of acceptable as long as he's not hurting his heroine, as long as he, you know, really hurting her, you know, some of the horrible things that, you know. So but, you, you know, some of the things I watch on TV, you know, I, I look at my husband, and I know he's some stuff he doesn't really want to, but he's nice. He watches, <laughs> watches a lot of stuff I watch. And there is a lot of violence. And I find myself watching a lot of shows. I'm going like, I, I love them, but, you know, and I like the characters. But I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're really not good people. And they some of them start out good, and then they're not. But... You know, years ago, it wasn't like that. Now, you know, there doesn't have to be that happy ending that everybody kisses and makes up because it's not that way, which is so sad in some ways, but it is what it is. This is how life is, and, and I know I watch a lot of these shows, and so do other people, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is, it, in a lot of ways, you sometimes wonder why we're watching all this, but then we are because – Sometimes if you're watching the same old, same old, it's kind of boring. But some of these shows are not boring. You know, and people's, uh, like you said, the 10 pages. If it's not, doesn't hit them within 10 pages, that's it. They're not yep. reading it, you know. It, and it, which is, I think it's what hap- same what thing for television shows. Same thing for yeah. movies that, you know, and the reason movies, do you remember back when, yeah, folks, we're dating ourselves here. Remember yeah. back when movies stayed in the theater for, heck, months oh. sometimes? Oh, now it's like a minute. It's like, goodbye. Yeah. You know, they're in and then they're the out, and then they're on Netflix. Or they're, yeah, right. they're on demand in one, two, three. Yeah. Yep. Or they're and out at the same time. If they get out one day different, then, can, uh, then they can go into the Academy Awards, I think, if they get them out uh, in a regular uh, theater and then put them on demand or Netflix. Yep. I think that's you what they it. do, too. There are all kinds of those rules for movies, just like, you know, it's still in books. I mean, the way you do it with Amazon and when yeah. you want to put it out and, you know, how you play Amazon's game with their algorithms and being in KU and have to get yep. 25 reviews before they notice you, 50 is better. 
I mean, it's like, God. So are all your books just on uh, Amazon, or are they on the Kindle Unlimited, I mean, or are they on um, everything else, like Smashwords and um, digital? The the short answer is they're only on Amazon. The reason is is that um, if you find the right niche of being with Amazon, and you can get the KU reads, I am telling yeah. you that that's yeah. what makes it for all those people that say yeah. that you're only getting point zero zero four five cents. Yeah, times that by 5.5 million page reads that I have on a single book alone. Yeah. Do the math. So, you know, see, because this, I'm, I was running a test. You know, I do, I'm always doing that. I try things a lot. So I was, I put myself, uh, everything was on Amazon. And then I took them off, and then I just left the children's books because it's really hard to sell children's books. And Amazon, you know, they're out there. It's easier for people to figure it out. But then in my other books, I notice it's not going as well when I'm in the, when I'm not on the comp- uh, unlimited. So I probably go back on unlimited Amazon because I I do think. And that, they don't really push your book, but I think it helps you more when you have those free days, so people get to know who you are. Oh, I think they. I think Amazon. It, and again, you got to remember, you've got you've got wh- how you're on there with reviews and how popular you are, and if you're, you've got rankings, et cetera, et cetera. You also now you have, have a tough thing. You have a tough point. You have something tough though, because the genre you're in, they're not pushing out as much as they. But there are tons of. If you look at erotic and all, there's tons of stories. Tons. Well, that's the other little thing about the formula. Kiss okay. of death is to go in erotic. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Make sure that your book doesn't go in erotic because it yeah. is not going to be seen. You can I barely know. find it. They definitely don't push it, et cetera, et cetera. But see, but look at the, uh, the, the so rules, what do you but... put yours in? What, what, like, all right, so you have, I saw a gothic and I, you know, thriller, yeah. but, you know, if you're just writing like a rom, um, just sexy stories or sexy romance, what, what will you put yourself in? You put yourself in contemporary, I think, because there's no other choice there. But I did notice when you're on the unlimited and you give yourself that free day, they put you in a different category that you don't, you're not in regularly because I noticed that last time that I was on, and I'm thinking, how did it get in this category? I didn't put it in this category. Fidelity didn't put it in the category, and there it was in a different category. Well, so maybe they do. I've heard two they do things that. about that. I've heard okay. two things. One is it's what other people are buying. So if they're buying a lot of um, Westerns, and yeah. yours has any flair to it at all, suddenly it could yeah. appear in Westerns. Yeah. But also there were all these subcategories that people don't know about. It's like this other magic thing. Yeah, how do they get in that? How do they get in that? You, I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> hard. You know, you know, I think publishers know better than and a lot of independents yeah. because they're, they've been doing this for a while. Yeah. You know, right. you just know that you pick two main categories and then you can go in and with keywords and things, you can you can get around yeah. these other categories. No, I don't yeah. know exactly all, all of it because I haven't self-pubbed in a while, and it's changed. Yeah. But I've well, you know what? It, it, it changes can... always. That's why I, you know I I have a lot of marketing shows. I you know, and I'm going to have one on Friday, and after that, I think I'm not going to have as many. You know, because 
uh, every, it keeps changing, and I, you know, I'm changing, and every, you know, I'm trying to find different things to do because you got to keep changing, you know. And I'm going to have Delaney Oaks is on. I'm going to have several people from Red River, but they're from the and also out and Pussycat Publishing and. Uh, Karen Vaughn is coming on, and Marita Bishop is coming on, uh, Viv Drew is coming on, and Rachel Rubin is coming on, and they do a lot of marketing so on different types of books. So that's on Friday at 4. So we're going to talk about all the marketing and everything. But frankly, I that's why I wanted to have you on because I don't want to talk about marketing all that much. But you're when well, you have to market in the genre of sexy whatever, it's hard. That's why I was bringing it up here because I know it's hard because you're right. If you put yourself in erotic, you got to take yourself out of it. Yeah. If you can't. Yeah, I know. I go back and forth. I I change all the time, which I just do tests. And, you know, I I don't know. You know, and I made my own decision that I'm going to be writing more. So I – because all this marketing drives me crazy. So – you know, I can't. I, you know, that's why I use different companies to do it. But I also do it. You know, you have to. But like you're doing a lot of it. I see you out there. Yes, you have to do certain things, and you yes, have to you also do. remember, Marcia, that you know there's different kinds of marketing for a basic contemporary book that yeah. isn't yeah. Oh. considered an erotic romance or a thriller yeah, or a detective story. It's different. Yeah. And is there a magic formula? Well, no, because it changes all the time. I but know, it does. is there a formula of getting it to a point where it can sell? Yeah, there is. And also, you have a lot of books. I think the more books you have, that is my advice to people. Just keep writing. Because the more you have, I do think it's better. You give your audience choices and stay in the same genre. I am not in the same genre, which I always talk about, and that is, I think after this book that I'm doing right now, that'll be three in the romantic comedy genre. Then I'm moving back on to, um, you know, more sexier stories because, you know, I actually, and I, and, I, and I say this a lot, I think it's a lot of fun because you have a lot of leeway and you have the characters are really, you know, they can do whatever they want. I, it's so much more, it's more exciting, I think, for the writer sometimes too because the rules are gone as far as when you stick into like a romantic comedy or you know just straight fiction, you don't you can't, you don't like to push it because they don't let you push it. And if you do, like men, they can write anything and they they don't consider it like an erotic. They just say, oh, I've seen male authors. They're just they write thrillers, but they have sex scenes, but it's not labeled like it is for a lot of the women that I know that are authors, you know, that write sexy books. Yeah, yeah, that that can be true. I mean, a lot of the big authors, like uh, even Clive Cussler, I mean, he has some sex scenes, even though he'll tell you he can't stand writing them. But yeah. they're there, <laughs> but that's not important to anybody else. They just know a Clive Cussler book and, you know, Bantam or Random House or whoever he's with is going to put it out and, yep. you know, it's a big thing. But Well, okay, you know, well, we were talking about this. All right, well, because sex is just it's sex. Sex can be with Sex is whoever you choose for your partner. So I think that that part of, like, we see that a lot more. So (laughs) tell us, when you're writing a story, what makes you decide your character's fate of what they're going to decide to do? Just the idea you have that, let's say, you know, what they like or what they don't like, is that how you classify it or just write it and it is what it is? 
that's kind of a, a tough one. I think it's it's book dependent. I mean, you know, right. if I set out to write a, a reverse harem, then I'm trying yeah. to think of three or four characters that are well, different. Yeah, but but they're intriguing in in different ways. You know, if I've got a male and a female, then it's it's a little easier to concentrate on. Although, you know, after a while, you go. I've written sex on tables, in waterfalls, in law, <laughs> in what the hell can I? Oh, let's try mashed potatoes. How about that? Yeah. You know. <laughs> but all right, do, what, what do your readers like? What do they say to you? What, what do they like? Do they specifically like the relationships? Do they like the sex in it? Do they like the challenges you bring to the book? What, what do they tell you that they like in your writing? I I think they like a little bit of an edge, but um, yeah, an edge, edge like a mafia edge, a little bit of yeah. a thriller, but yeah. not so much so that it takes away from the story. It just augments it, um, you know. But it's it's funny when I wrote the Smoke Jumpers books, which I still absolutely love them. They are not formula. They did not sell. I have lots of reasons I can give you for why they didn't sell, but. You know, I have I have readers who are loyal to those and say, I really just don't want to read your new stuff. So, well, so when you say you, you when you say you have reasons why they didn't sell, what does that mean? To, what does that mean? So I want people to understand that. What you know? What um, do you ever? I mean, do you have reasons why the story didn't work or it was too much for them? What was? Well, since I have been told more than once that I needed to dumb my books down, I think. That it was probably really? too much, yeah, mm-hmm. too much for certain entertainment. Sometimes readers just want to sit by the beach or the pool, or yeah, you know, I think that's a lot of readers. Not, right, right. It's just they just want to like just read, not you know think about anything. If they stop reading on page one twenty four, when they pick it up, they don't want to have to go. Shit, what was I reading? I mean, should I go back yeah. and read? No, they don't want to do that. They want it simple yeah. enough that it's yeah. a, a sexy story, but it doesn't take a lot of brain power to think about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, so, that's Right, fine. I get that, yeah, yeah. It's, inter- it's, right. it's just taking them away from their day-to-day doldrums. We all want that, whether it's a television show, a movie, Music. Well, that's why Whatever I think that's exactly it. right. That's one of the reasons I do the show. I mean, that's what I said at the beginning. We've had so much tragedy. People just want to sit down, read a book, listen to an audio book, or read, a, you know, or you know, read on their phone, read on a Kindle, whatever. I read on the computer anywhere, but they just want to not think about anything that's going on in the world. They just want to get into the world that you've put them in, which is a good thing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, you know, having a reader who will just say to you, uh, like the compliments that are, it doesn't have to be book specific, you know, but if they'll say something like, I stayed up till 3 a.m. because I couldn't put it down, there's no better compliment. Oh, that's the best. I know. I know. I mean, that is the best because that's true, and that's what you want. You want them to not put it down. All right, so what's, do you pick, like I know I have a habit of, putting so many characters in. I just can't seem to get over the fact of how many characters I put in. Maybe it's because that's just how I write. I know and my scripts were like that. You know, people like the stories, but, I'm. you know, it is difficult. A lot of times you have so many people. So, I mean, 
do you, I mean, how do you, how would you tell people, I mean, because I know this is a problem for people. If they only have a few characters, then they maybe need more, or if they have too many, I mean, I don't know. I never think, I always think, because when I learned to write, in, like when I was doing screenplays, you'd go like, policemen number one two and three and they said you need to give them a name a lot of people thought that in which i agree because then they become more important you know because otherwise it's just like oh here's a here's this one or that one and now they do name people so how do you feel about that how many characters i mean do you like it when you write with more characters or is it easier for you when you write with less if for me it's kind of it's all over the place but i can tell you this I I think that you can get too complicated in a book. If you have too many characters and you have too many subplots, you're going to lose your reader. If they're they're picking up a thriller or a Clive Cussler book or something like that, they know what they're getting into, and it's intertwined, and you have to sit there and figure it out. That's not necessarily – a twist and a turn is fine, but the extra characters can also throw in that clutter. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's not what you want. I had somebody no. say about one of my recent books that had multiple characters in it. It, it was kind of necessary to the story or so I thought. Yeah. But they called it an epic. Let's face it, it's not a story. It's an epic. Well, it yeah. was only one book. It's not a series. But yeah. it had more characters. Yeah. So are you, was there an offshoot to do other books on those characters? No, it really wasn't. It it just happened to be a situation where I needed to have a few more people uh, for it to make sense to certain portions of the story. But, you know, instead of having one or two people in, on a ship that's going from one planet to the, another, there were several scientists or there were, you know, it just made sense to me at the time. But because you name them, You've got yeah. eight or ten voices in a sense, not really. Yeah. I mean, they're not taking over the POV, but they're still saying something in the book every once in a while or whatever, and, you know, it's, it can probably get confusing. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I, and I am used to writing screenplays, so that's a, a problem for me, but not really because, you know, nobody really has said, I haven't had that as a complaint. I haven't had many, thank goodness, complaints, but I did have a complaint, which I mentioned the other day, I have a dog in it, and the dog, well, you love dogs. And um, I I write as the dog talks. But the fact is the woman who reviewed my book, she didn't like my dog because she thought her dog was better than my dog, her real dog. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, how did you write this in the review? You didn't, you liked your dog better than mine. So, I mean, I'm thinking like, oh, really? I mean, and, you know, this is a problem when people are reading books, some of these reviews that when you, you know, it's like it can screw up an author. It didn't screw up me because I don't care already. You know, I've listened. I've done this for years. But, I mean, when they write nonsensical things like that, that's not a really about the story that she has a better dog than I do in real life. So, I mean, so I think that's a problem for people when they're writing and if they go look at their reviews sometimes and then somebody will say something like that. That kind of gets well, you I off. I always say to new authors, a lot of new authors will get just bummed out about whatever they're saying about the reviews. Yeah. And it's like, here's the deal about reviews. You're going to have the whack of things like that. And I've, I've had yeah. them. Like, yeah. what, were you, what planet are you on, dude? Yeah. Or yeah. you're yeah. going to have those people that <laughs> yeah. go and troll. Yeah. They're still trolls. 
that yeah. want to go and knock down another popular author, yeah. and they're going to give you one star with nothing, like not my cup of tea or whatever. Right, right, right. Like Which, you know, it reviews, is true. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the real reviews, the ones that take the time, the only thing that you as an author really need to pay attention to are, is it something critical? Or if you have 50 reviews and 48 of them are saying the ending just absolutely made no sense. Oh, yeah. Then maybe, you know, it's that kind of thing. But other than that, you know, you'd just be grateful that they reviewed it and took their time and move on. Right. And I think that's true. And I think, you know, that's why I got off the track. But when, you know, you write with a lot of characters, you know, um, I I would think. But people actually haven't said that. So apparently I'm on track. But it is hard to write sometimes because I – when you write with a lot of them, you're actually, they're in your head. So I was sitting yesterday writing a scene. I I don't, I got, I have angels in my book again, which I, I don't, it's whatever's happening to me. I have angels, you know, maybe I, I do believe in angels, but this is a whole group of them talking. And I kept saying, oh, and they're having a whole conversation. But by the time I'm done with their conversation, it's like tiring because you are in their brain. And I don't think people realize that, that when you're really doing work, it, you are in those characters, they're with you, and otherwise you can't make it real then, you know, even if it is angels, but it's real conversation, and that does become tiring and hard. So I try, you know, not to be mad at myself if I don't write so much more that day because I've already had six people in my head, which happens. I mean, aren't your characters in your head when you're writing? I mean, they have to be. Because you write a lot of books, but your books sell a lot, and they like your characters. Um, I, again, I may be one of those weirdos where I don't know if they're in my head. I mean, I don't go around talking about my muse, whether it's on or off today or whatever. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, that, yeah. No. I just mean at the time. I mean at the time while you're writing, not when I'm not writing. But when I'm actually sitting writing a scene, they, for me, they're there, and, you know, they're yeah. talking. Yeah, they have to be to a point because right. they have a personality, and you want that personality to maintain. Yes. You know, and if you have six the of them, it's like six personalities talking. Yeah. And then when you when you read it, you have to make sure that the right person said the right thing because they do speak differently. And sometimes when you're done with the book, and I think it's more so when you listen to a book on audio of your own, that that's when I go oh, I wrote that, you know, and it's like while you're in it, you're in it. But when you're not in it, it's totally like you're done, been there, done that. Mm -hmm. For me it is. Mm -hmm. You know, is that like for you, once you're done, you're done? Uh, Yeah, a lot, (laughs) pretty much. For me it is. And anyway, and that is I know people, you know, and I feel bad that I'm not reviewing a lot of people, but I can't. I just – don't read a lot of books. I watch a lot of series and TV and movies. I love that. But I don't read, and I don't, because I don't, I keep my characters to myself, and then I'm done. But then I don't want anybody else's characters. A lot of authors say they can, you know, which they don't have their characters in their head. But sometimes when you read a lot of books, you realize this one read that one because they're writing a scene just like that one. You know, you know that for sure because you've done that. You've seen that. I mean, and when you, you know, worked in a lot of publishing houses, you've seen how they pick up other people's writing, not their own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, some and, 
some snippets and some a little bit too much. <laughs> yes, a little bit too much. Like I don't, that's why I don't copy anybody at all. <laughs> my, my characters are totally mine, and they're not people that I know. I just did an interview, and, you know, I don't really take characters that I know. I just take life as what it is, and I'm sure you don't know all the characters you're writing. You just, they're your characters. It's not people that are sitting next to you at the dinner table or something. You know, it's different. Mm -hmm. I think people don't Mm -hmm. realize that about authors. We have separate lives. Oh, yeah. We have to. We have to. I'd be crazy. I'd have so many characters. All right, so what would you like to, you know, these are the things that people need to know because I think they don't want to ask anybody. And I think, all right, so if they're writing a sex scene, I know, I know the answer. I've heard you say it before. How much is too much or how much is not enough? It depends on the book probably. And it, well, it depends on the, the style of book. Again, if you're, okay. if you're writing what the, the traditional contemporary romance, that, you know, then you're not going to have as much. If you're writing right. more of the kind of what I'm doing, which is it's, it's an erotic romance, but again, you know, it's, it's not about the category. It's about the, what you're doing, and a lot of it does contain sex. I mean, and you, you've probably got four, five, six, seven sex scenes in it, depending on the length of the book. Yeah. You know, and the the one thing that I can say for new authors is just mix it up. You know, I understand, you know, like I said, I've written sex in, you know, 300 books. I've probably written sex every way you can conceptually imagine. I mean, seriously. I remember, I remember one time we did a show, and you were on with, we did it from Rebel, I think, and we, they were all talking about the fact of trying out, the, thinking about the positions and wondering if people can actually do those positions, you know, because, you know, you just can't write things that people actually can't do, you know, unless maybe in sci-fi, I don't know, but can't, you know, that's a difficult thing, because like you're saying, I mean, you're, people are having sex, but after a certain amount of books, right, they've been everywhere, been that, done that, you know. You just got to try to add verve into it, and you can do that with language. You know, that old term that they used to call purple prose, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's it's still flowery around it, that you want to know the the different, you know, the, the way his, you know, arms are chiseled and blood, you know, yep. you want all those words. It can help you in that scene. It can, but just mix it up. You know, maybe they're outside in the water in one scene, and they're they're inside. And that, don't make it all in the bed. Don't make it right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly, right. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, they they do have a lot on TV now. Girlfriend experience. I mean, um, I don't know that. I um, that was on a couple of years for different. They had different series. Elvis Presley's granddaughter was in one. She was beautiful and really good. And it was really, you know, uh, unusual. And in that series, Girlfriend, they really do show a lot of everything. And uh, I don't think, you know, and I think people don't realize that so much of this is on TV. So whatever anybody's doing or thinking, it's not a, it's not going to be something that you no know, everybody will say, oh no. And I, you know, I was my worst enemy at the beginning when I started writing sexual books. That's why I went away because I kept thinking what are they going to think of me and this I, I don't think about that anymore I got over it but I do know one thing about me that I have discovered as all the years I wrote all my screenplays under Max Irving which at that time uh, 
it was easy. It's well, it still is easier for males to get movies produced. Uh, there's a lot of female producers now, but it's still not the same. And they look, you know, the leads were big time males. It's not. It's very different now. But you know, um, I, there there was uh, something for me that I I must have been able to not be me writing. And I think sometimes when you do have another name and I've tried it, you know, and I've gone back both ways, but I do think if you have some, you know, if if you're kind of like you're not sure what you should do, write it as somebody else and see if you can do it. I mean, because that's what I did with my L.J. Sinclair, but then I had to switch it because of the shows because I kept talking about, I didn't want anybody to know it was me, and then I changed my mind because I'm thinking like, who cares anymore? So I am over that now which is a good thing. But it is hard for a lot of people to let themselves go and write in that particular way and just think it's not them talking. It's really not. It's just a book. And I think that's what the world needs to realize is that these erotic books and sexy books, it's it's just a scene. from, And it, it does have a story. And I think a lot of people over the years and before, they say, oh, there's no story. But that's not true. They have stories. It's just they have sex in the stories. Wouldn't, well, would you agree exactly to that? That's right. Yeah, yeah. You're, they're not writing, we're not writing porn. Porn is different. You know, we're writing sexy stories, and I don't care how sexy you get or how many scenes you have. If you've got a story around it, then you're writing a romance. Right, right. You know, all right, let's, you were saying description. So this is interesting, though. You were saying, you know, oh, you were in the pool. You know, that's a good thing. We never talked about things like that usually. So what are some of the things that people don't think about that maybe they can put their characters in a scene? Like, you know, I'm already thinking, oh, that's a nice water scene in my head, you know, and then. So yeah. what? what water can, is sexy. Water, what, water, you know, from a shower to a waterfall to you know, a lake to, um, you know, the ocean, though you might want to be careful of the sharks, but, you know. Yes, now, um, right, yeah. There are lots of water things you can do. I mean, you can even, you know, have water fighting and it turns into something else. Yeah, that's you know, interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's there's many, many things. And, you know, where can't you do it? I mean, heck, you can do it outside in, you know, a, a gazebo on on your back deck. You know, yeah, I have a gazebo of, in mind. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm adding gazebos. I know I have something. Yeah, it's a gazebo because I, I think that's a that's an interesting place. You know, because if it's a big gazebo, nobody will even see anybody because you're like in on the on the floor, like say in the gazebo. You know what I mean, or whatever. But you're not like outside. But there gives you so much latitude to be anywhere in that gazebo or outside of it or somewhere. Sure. It's just a place different than right in a bed. Well, yeah, and and I think people like readers like that hint of humiliation or embarrassment or whatever. Yeah. You know, what yeah. if you're on the balcony of a, a grand hotel overlooking the beach? It's dark, but there's that chance that somebody could see you. Right. Or take a picture these days. <laughs> or take a picture. Sure. You know that, that that and believe me, as you know, that happens. You know, because yeah, everybody's got their phone. But in books, you can at least make it something different and fun exactly. and fantasy. Exactly. Right. You know, it's a good, it's a good idea. Go I think. Yeah, to be somewhere else other than right in the bed. Oh, absolutely. You know. I mean, that's any just... other ideas for people that they might think would be interesting. 
Well, I mean, there still is, it's still sexy in a car. Some of them can yeah. be harder than others, so you have to be yes. careful. But yes. if it's convertible, yeah. you know, or if yeah. it is the Mile High Club in the airplane or on a train or, yeah. I mean, just, you know, think of any place that you can go. I've even read a scene in a Ferris wheel. little scary to me, but whatever. Oh, that's going to happen. I can't see I could write that. I don't even want to be in a Ferris wheel, let alone. It, yeah, but I guess that's true if you're up there, I guess. I guess. My thought would be to come down. That's it, not to be there. But you're right. That sounds like an interesting, you know, place that no people don't think about all the time to do it. You know, to have a scene there. I mean, I'm sure you've been there, done that, and doing that in your scenes. So I think that that's what people, you know, one of the things is is talking to you is realizing that you can do just about what you want. You just have to push yourself to a different level where you're not scared. And I do think a lot of writers are scared, especially newer ones, to push the envelope. But you've been there, done that, so you don't worry anymore. But they do, you know. Well, they do, and I think there's that, you know, and, and I, I, there's that whole thing about dark romance now. Yeah. And, you, you know, you have to be so careful about, you know, some people have said about mine, it's called a dark mafia romance or whatever. People are like, it's uh-huh. not that dark. Well, it's yeah. probably a lot darker than I wrote three, four, five years ago, but yeah. I don't, I don't take it into the horror realm. And some of those people, yeah. they do it really, really well, you know. And that's what yeah. they're doing—the bridging yeah. the horror kind of thing. But yeah. if you're you're pushing that envelope a little bit more and a little bit more, because women like bad boys and they like dominating men, you're going to yeah. have to try something and just, you know, see if that works for you. Yeah. You know, meaning do you think do you think a lot of women do? I mean, you know, do you, women do like dominating men, and they don't want to say oh, it? Absolutely, I don't. There, I, I don't know think the there's any. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't think there's any woman out there that doesn't, you know, crave that bad boy to just take her. You know, and yeah. that's what a lot of these books are allowing that to happen because, yeah. of course, they're going to marry. Hopefully, marry the nice guy. That's right. a great they, writer, and yeah, you know, but. It, doesn't mean that they don't have those fantasies at night about, you know, the guy with the long beard and the tattoos and the whatever. Yeah. Well, I think, right, that, you know, because, right, people do and they don't think they do, but when they see them, you know, and that's why they do like guys without shirts on. I mean, they do, and they like Western guys, yeah. you know, and, and there are a lot of Western films out now, and there are a lot of, you know, things on TV now, because that that is a market, you know, um, and that women tend to like that, you know. Absolutely. I mean, and there's nothing in the world wrong with it, you know, and you can live no. out that fantasy reading about the mafia guy or the biker or, you know, he can be a doctor, whatever you want. It's there. See, well, you know, it. it's interesting when you're talking about that because when I did write my screenplays, I do, I, I think I got deep, well, I did, I have to, at that time, I had to read a lot about, you know, cops and guns and stuff like that, and it was so, it was very interesting, but I did push the envelope in those days, and I, that's why I was thinking the other day, myself too, and I'm listening to you, also to push yourself a little to do things out of the realm, and, um, but I, I didn't seem to have trouble as Max Irving, but I did have trouble as me, and so, um, I, in my screenplays, I always so that's when I think of the what I the topics I did. I did a horror film. I did a lot of different films. It's made a lot of thrillers, and I don't even write thrillers, but I do write thrillers because I wrote them as screenplays. And and 
I think now, if when I go back and think about it, and when I want to do some of the screenplays, which I am, uh, with sexier characters, well, Virginia Templeton came from uh, one of my screenplays, and because I that was the only, I pushed it far at that. But then when I wrote the book, it was so entirely different, but fun. And I think that's what I was saying before. I didn't realize how much fun it would be to write characters that just did whatever they want, you know, because it's not real life for me. But it is great to be able to have people do whatever they want, you know, and they do some not nice things, but it does make it interesting for the writer, I think. It does, absolutely. And that's why I like writing in different genres, because it doesn't get boring. You know, if I was writing just Westerns where, you know, it's just a male and a female and it's just, it's just, it's just, after a while it's going to be stale. There's nothing you can do. You can't make a cowboy do but so many damn things. I'm sorry. (laughs) No matter how good they look, you know. But I do think, right, you know, and I do think that when you write a sexier post, which I have done in the past, I see that people like that. Oh, sure you know, and do. even on my even in my guilty pleasures with my Audible, that book's that book that on audio sells more than the others. So yeah. you, that means something. That yeah, and because on audio, you know, I mean that's how it is. Because since Kindle came out and audio and all of this, people don't have a stigma of not of people knowing what they do because you don't know what they do. They you know they don't you don't know what they're listening to, and you know. A lot of times, and especially if they have earpods, you don't know anything about what they're doing, you know. And that's why it's such a free—it's a free society now where people really do read a lot. And I look a lot at a lot of these writers that write, you know, um, erotica and whatever, and their sexy stories and whatever. And you know, they sell a lot. I mean, and they. They have plots, and it looks so interesting. And so I think if people are listening today, the one thing is is that you can give it a shot. You know, absolutely. Um, don't don't stymie your imagination. Try it, because you don't. You're I know. Change. You go for it. You, but you always you, did. You know, you were always that way. You know, even when I met you years ago when you were doing shows, even your shows were talking about different topics and. Mine were too. You know, only the two of us <laughs> had intense shows about any subject. You know, so you do have to push the way you know a little to make yourself be interested because you don't want to. You know, like I I watch um, Bridges of Madison, uh, the the movie, like a lot of times. Right. I I just keep watching it and it's weird. I don't know why, but I just do. And so I I liked the book when it came out, but I it was nothing to what how I liked watching Meryl Streep, you know, and Clint Eastwood. And I just remember the one scene, she's in this bathtub and she's just thinking about Clint Eastwood, you know, in the story. And she's saying everything he does makes her feel erotic, you know, and. That's just one line that you can think of how sexy she felt being with somebody different. And there she is. She wasn't even with him. Do you know what I mean? And she was just thinking of him, you know. And so you don't necessarily, sometimes you can imagine it when you're writing it and do it that way, I think, right? You can, I've done that where they're just thinking, you know. And there, you have to let your imagination go when you write, and that's what makes it fun. And you don't want to write the same thing every minute; it gets boring, I think. Nope, absolutely. And and again, I think it's just 
letting your imagination go. For me, it helps writing in different genres. And, you know, sometimes you also just pull back from it and watch a television show. <laughs> yeah. That's true, and then, but you know, but while you're watching it, don't you like get an idea? Of sometimes something of comes up, and it goes. I start go looking. My husband's laughing. He's sitting there. I'm going like scribbling it on an envelope. Anything to get the thought down, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, I do think that helps stimulate the brain when you're watching something else. You know, Definitely. then it, it just triggers something. I don't know what that is, but it's weird how that happens. It does. It has happen, nothing and to do it's with it. Good for you too. Sometimes yeah, you have to just I, get away from it. Yes, and I want to talk about Stormy Nights. So this is your publisher. So I want you to talk a little bit about uh, how you fit in there and what they might be looking for. Um, Stormy Nights, of course, is um, you know their stories. The one thing they'll tell you is they it is erotic romance. They do require some form of spanking in it. I mean that's still big right now domination style whatever i mean it can be a little heavier if your your book's more bdsm or whatever but yeah they do everything from westerns to um the science fiction mafia you know some of the darker but i can tell you that they they do have a they're very good at telling you this is our reader and they've got a huge reader base and this is the way they like it and if you are an author that is interested in selling more they can help you do that if you start yeah. listening to what the formula is um are they always looking for new authors well i'm sure they'd like to make more money but i can tell you yeah. that they you know they have a small group they're very dedicated to what they do they have you know it's a three edit process it's you know how it, it's just very particular so you know you really got to read some stormy night books and you got to like look at what they're doing and then you yeah. know submit a book yeah and because i think i do think a lot of people you know they've been around for a long time so i think you know yep. and the most unfortunate part of a lot of this now is you know over the years we know each other so many are gone of the publishers i mean they're gone you know and there were a lot of them that are gone you know, and not for good Don't reason. You? I mean, some of them, we've heard some of the horror stories about them. About yeah, but some were just, they couldn't. It does get expensive and, you know, all of that. But, it's, it you know, that's why when people, our publishers, you know, um, they, it is expensive. And they're putting oh, their yeah. money on the line so they can be selective. Well, and I think, you know, I, I think they need to be to a point. You yeah. know, it, oh, of course. We also had an influx of a lot of people writing, and, and it's kind of toned down. I mean, there's a lot of people writing, but there were so many authors just coming out writing crap. I mean, they were yeah. Well, well, they realize they're not making crap. money, so they're leaving. Right? They're not writers. Well, they just want to make money. That's well, different. and I don't blame anybody for wanting to make money. And well, if me you too. Learn I don't from either. Crap, you know, right? Yeah. You know, if you learn and you grow, then well, wonderful. You know, that's just fantastic. But if if you're doing it for other reasons, you're not paying any attention, then eventually you're going to figure it out that you're just yeah you're wasting your time. yeah and you and you also you know you know review, reviews don't matter, but if you do get a lot of reviews that people hate your work, then this is not a good profession for you. So you know well, and they, you know you know and a lot of people and you're they, always learning. You've yes, got to I, always if you think that you don't have something to learn as an author. Then I'm yeah. going to tell you, you ain't going to make it because I right. learned and something. That's, I say that all, all the time. The it's time. true. It's true because we're always criticizing ourselves. You know, sometimes too much, a little. You know, but I do think, 
you cannot write something and think it's perfect because it's not. No matter who we are. No. You know, there's no, always we... something that can be changed. And, you know, a lot of people, I know when I was an agent, you know, people, you know, I, I had really good clients, but the problem with them was they didn't want to hang in because when we in would get all these rejections, it didn't resonate to them that, They'll get better, but they just dropped out, and some of them were really good. And that's I always feel that. That's why, you know, I tell people I do my shows because I want to give you different, you know, ideas that so don't quit. But also, like having you on is like you've learned your craft. You know where you fit. And it may not be where someone else fits, but and that's the thing. That's why people shouldn't say, like, oh, I'm not going to write erotic. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to write horror. I'm not gonna... You never know what you're going to end up writing because, you know, we do change. I think it's good. I, I think yeah. you, weren't, you didn't grow up saying, oh, I think I'm going to write an erotic book. You know, you just did. Yeah. You know, I don't, you just, you know we you don't know write, what we're going to do. If you want to write, you want to write. And exactly. I don't mind changing, you know. I don't. I think that's what you know. Writers need to know the market is yeah. going to change. What people like is going to change. If right. you can make certain changes with it, you can be successful. If you were stuck, unless it is the perfect genre and you found the perfect publisher and you this and everything's perfect, you're probably not going to do very well. So right. it's all in this how great. you exactly. want to handle it. Exactly, and you don't know. I mean, sometimes the publisher says, "Oh, this book is going to be great," and it isn't. I, mean, I don't even know if they know. I mean, some you just sometimes don't know. You know, you people want the next great American novel. We don't know what that is. No, no, that's see, why I, it, I don't look at it that way. I don't look at mine as the next great American novel. I don't care. No, I don't either. I know, right? Me you know, neither. And, but people do. But people do. Some people do, and if that's what they want to do and take a year to write a book, then okay, that's right. fine. You know? Right. But if but you, you want to make money. But that doesn't mean you're going to have the great American novel. You have to understand oh. that there are a lot of us out there. We're everywhere. Authors yeah. are everywhere. So just write the best book you can do. I mean, that's what I think people should do. And then if you're not happy with it when you're done, write something else. You know, but just keep writing like you did. You keep writing. I'm exactly. sure when you look Just at your old books, you go like, oh, I think I could have done better. But, I, you know, that was then, you know, because everything is changing. Yeah. Your mind is changing. The things that you thought about then are different than now. The world yeah. around us makes us think differently, too, you know, oh, yeah. which is one of the reasons that's why I decided to do some of the movie reviews because people work really hard on their scripts and on producing and directing, and it's so much money. And, you know, it's, really tough out there for them. I mean, they do make a lot of money, but they spend a lot of money because it's so expensive to make a movie. And then to have people that don't care about the movie or just don't even watch the whole movie and then they just say, ah, oh, it's no good. They're still, they still have to remember there's a beginning, middle, and end. And that's in every story. And I think a lot of people, I know like what you said before is true, but sometimes it does take time to read a book. And at the end you go, well, this makes sense. It look it's good, but if at the end of the book you go like, oh, this didn't make sense, then this is not a good thing. But sometimes it does take a writer a little longer to get what they're, you know, saying it across. It's not what publishers want. They want it to jump off the page. But a reader sometimes will care and read a little more of it. You never know. You hope well, that they'll read your work. We all hope that's, that. But I think what you're right about saying about it. Yeah. 
Well, that's why there's different styles of books, though, because you might want to read a thriller today, and maybe you want to read a cozy mystery that does take longer to get into tomorrow. Yeah. It's, yeah. Everybody has different tastes and different, you know, loves of what they right. want to do, and they, they just need a feel-good today, and they need something shocking tomorrow. So well, there's right. room for everybody. Just write what you love, you know, what you want to write. Write. And I like that you say you write two at a time because I think that is – I never used to want to do that, but I actually tend to agree with you on that because I should probably do Because sometimes you're writing and then you just don't feel like it that day on that book. But then you might be really good writing the other book. Yeah, you know, exactly. It just might flow. So I think, it, you know, years ago I, w- I couldn't, but I think I can do that now because, you know, I, I can put myself into the story now. You know, and then forget about the other one. Where I don't know that at the beginning I could have, because sometimes for authors, if they're just starting, maybe it's best to finish the book because they may never finish a book if they do it that way. You know, because it's hard. Yeah, sometimes people don't finish. No, and I agree. I have to agree with you a little bit about for writers that are new into it. Just get yeah. yourself in a pattern, a habit of finishing. But right, you know. So what would There's you like to say before we're, what would you like that, that, you know, about for writing, you know, for the sexier market, if there's something you would like to tell people possibly for what they could, how it could help them write a book? Honestly, the fr- yeah. just what everybody else tells you, read. If you're interested in writing a certain type yeah. of book, read. Now, yeah. you can do it in small ways. If you can't afford the time or the money to buy a lot of books, A, a lot of people are doing them for free with some of these yeah. giveaways and things. B, go in and read the Read Inside on Amazon. You can yeah. get a lot of information in a short period of time by going from one to another to another, and you can get kind of a feel of what's selling. Yeah. And also sometimes you could also, if it's an audio book, you can hear it. So and yeah. sometimes I think when people hear things, it resonates. For me, it does a lot. So I think sometimes if they listen to even just a few minutes of it, they see how a writer writes because you can really yep. tell. I mean, because then you're not looking because you know how it is. Everybody's looking for the comma, the did you make a mistake, did you capitalize this, did you do that, you know, because that's really not what people should be looking at. They should just be reading the story. But when you hear it, you're not looking for that. So if they listen to a book, it, I, they can really tell sometimes the style of the author, you know, I mean, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. I like what I totally agree with you. Yeah. All right. So um, I really thank you for coming on because it's always so interesting. And uh, those water scenes, I think I'm seeing that in my head. It's oh. <laughs> a good thing. Well, good. <laughs> I want to read so one. You, I mean, it. you write a lot of these books because I wish you would do a show again. I mean, I wish you wouldn't have your all, you know, some of your friends on because it's so interesting because there are no people out there talking about this. I don't hear anybody talking about this, but there's so many people that read erotic type books. I mean, they do. Oh, yeah. They read sexy, hot stories, steamy. I didn't even know how to, you know, when I'm saying this, steamy stories, hot, you know. Like even when I put hashtags, I'm not sure what people are thinking when they want to read. Do you have any idea for hashtags that might help people? Hashtags that you use that oh, are good. God. That's the that's the hardest thing in the world. I mean, because you can use everything from dominating to, yeah. I mean, you know, um, a, a submission. You know, there. It's hard, isn't it? Wait. Isn't it hard though? It, it, I mean, you ha- you know, because and the words change, and you don't know what people are thinking. 
when they look you don't know for what your people book. are thinking and you got to be careful or you, you still get all this whether it offends facebook or it offends yeah. instagram or it offends yeah. whatever you know and you well. try to just be a little lame but a little telling yeah. a little you know I mean, it is hard. Yeah, so right. right. Well, right, because right, you're right. But you know, because because what you don't want though is if you don't put it in that you do that kind of book, people. That's worse because then the people, yeah. if they're not happy, they're not happy. You know, and they don't give people. I mean, if they made a mistake and picked something that's wrong, they don't have to really insult the author, but they do. So that's life. But it shouldn't be. They just made a mistake. You know, on picking a book, it is hard to choose. You know, and some people do put their books in different categories that will will make readers mad. You know, so you have yeah. to be careful. I mean, just don't put in like a sweet romance if it's not. You, you know, I mean, because we all know what that means. And, you know, now they have clean romance, sweet romance. It's, it, it, it's kind of, it, it's not great, but that's what they do now. So I guess that's the only way they can weed out. There's millions of books out there. Yeah. At least it gives the reader a little bit more identification, and so you know, it's, in yeah. a sense, it's buyer beware. As long as you're up front with them, you know, tags and and your description and whatever, then you know, I mean, come on, guys, at least read down so it says this book contains you know X, Y, and Z. And if you don't, yeah. come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that's a problem. I know people don't read down; they always want it immediate. All right, so where can they find you? I think I put that on the website, but on the show page, but where can they find you? You can find me everywhere. I'm on uh, Facebook, of course, and I've got Piper Stone. I've got an author page. I'm on Instagram. Um, Dark Dangerous Delicious is my blog. Um, I'm on BookBub and Amazon, of course. I've got an Amazon page, so you can find me just about anywhere. Yes, you am. Yeah, and you have a lot of books and a lot of good covers. You've changed the covers a lot of times, and... um, that's that's another thing. You can change the covers. You know, I haven't been doing that lately. I want to because, you know, but the only reason I don't do it, sometimes because the audio book, but now I realize it doesn't matter because the person that's reading the book is not the same person reading the audio, listening to the audio. So I think I can uh, have fun again by changing my covers because that's true. it, it, it right. doesn't matter. They don't care. You know, I think there are there are so many things now that people have changed which is what I try to tell people, which is what, one of the other reasons I do the show, because there are a lot of things. As we're speaking, everything changes, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. think about having a show and getting some of your people out there, for, because I think it, they're always interesting shows, you know. Well, we'll always I will. Great you know guests. I've been interested. It's just, it's just time. It's hard. I know that. That's why I myself, I took off a few weeks. I was supposed to finish my book. Then I'm posting. You know, I do post a lot, even though I have people that are posting. I post a lot. So I think, you know, that's a responsibility that you do when you have, you know, people on your show, too. You want to promote them. So, but you also got to think of yourself, which is what I'm going to try to do a little, you know, by keep writing more, which is really, I think that's the name of success, to keep going. Because you might not, an author might not like one book, but they might like the other one. So give them mm-hmm. more. You definitely Absolutely. have more. There's no doubt <laughs> about that. All right, have a great day. All right, thank you all for listening, and I will see you on Friday at 4, uh, Eastern and 3 Central. Bye. Thanks thank again. You. I appreciate it. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.